Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 301 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about the biggest mistake that I believe millennials are making with their money, okay? Uh, I speak primarily to younger people because I am one, right? And because you have the the most time to turn around your financial life. So I think you need to be making uh, the best effort you can to do so. And I want to help you to get there, right? Um, but at the same time, I do want to make content that is for everybody. And I hope that I do that on a pretty regular basis. But I think we should understand what millennials are doing wrong, what millennials are doing that is probably going to hold them back the most over the long term. So stick around for a discussion of what that is uh, and what it entails and how they can maybe turn around uh, that particular negative uh, action or inaction in their life uh, and get back on the right track financially over the long term. Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to everything that I'm putting out on the YouTube channel and uh, on the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions and you and I can begin working together pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to the show on a day-to-day basis. Now we see headlines all the time that talks about millennials and their money right because for millennials money is a big deal right? Uh, And those are individuals age 25 to 40, basically, right? And, you know, it kind of varies based on who you ask what a millennial is, right? But let's say age 25 to 40, right? Those are people who uh, have begun their, you know, working careers, their their professions, right? Uh, They are trying to find their way. They have families. They're, uh, you know, growing their families. They're doing all the big life things. They're buying houses and they are trying to find their financial feet. They are trying uh, to have their financial foundation set uh, and do the right things in order to uh, achieve long-term financial freedom if that's what they want to do not everybody's doing this right Uh, but they uh, as a whole are wanting to get on the right track because I am one right and I know many millennials and all that they want is to do the right things to get to the right places in their life they want to be successful they want to achieve success in their finances and in their careers and elsewhere in their lives right Uh, and so I thought to myself, what's the biggest mistake that millennials could be making, right? What is what is the biggest mistake that somebody age 25 to age 40 could be making? And, and you know, I, I ran across a, a lot of different mistakes, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, is the biggest mistake, you know, taking out student loan debt? Well, that, that's a that's a pretty big mistake. You know, that's a pretty big thing. And, um, you know, it holds a lot of people back from being able to do other things financially. So uh, I could see where it could cause a lot of financial stress and does cause a lot of financial stress. So I don't discount that. But I don't think that's the biggest mistake that a millennial can make, especially since millennials are all the way to uh, age 40. I think um, that, you know, you could look and go, well, you know, people not having enough in savings, not having enough uh, for emergencies is a big mistake. And yes, again, that is a mistake, right? Uh, but, and this is no reason not to have an emergency fund, but 
if nothing bad happens, then you don't ever need the emergency fund, right? Uh, but we need our income. We need our cash flow, right? We need uh, investments. We need all these other things, right? So um, the emergency fund, very, very important, but not so big that I think um, it's killing us, right? Not, it's not the biggest mistake that I think we're making financially by not having one of those. And then maybe the mistake is, you know, no budgeting, right? It's, it's the mistake that we're not tracking our expenses, that we don't know where our money's going. Again, I think this is an integral part to everything that I teach because it is the first step of the financial action plan. It's the first thing that I tell you, you have to do every single month so you can lay the groundwork for everything else. I get it, right? I think everybody should be doing it, right? But I do think that there are people who do manage their money well who don't have a written budget, right? I'm just trying to teach you a foolproof way to manage your money. So I don't think that's the biggest mistake either, not doing a unique monthly budget. Then what is this mistake? What is this big mistake that I think millennials make uh, with their money? The biggest mistake that millennials make with their money. And I think it is not saving and investing for retirement, okay? I think that is far and away the biggest mistake that millennials make uh, when it comes to their future. And here's why, right? I've seen plenty of people who have debt, and even though that debt is a strain on their cash flow, even though uh, that debt is keeping them from having more money, right? Uh, they don't do bad with the debt that they have, right? They have car payments or they have student loans or whatever, and you know they just get by. They, they uh, are doing fine. They're doing okay. Maybe they have a little extra money at the end of the month. They would have way more if they had no debt, right? Uh, but some individuals get by just okay, you know, just living paycheck to paycheck with uh, some debt on their um, household balance sheet. And so I don't think that, you know, that is absolutely killing all millennials. I don't think that um, is always a make or break. Now, it's a make or break for many, many people. And I think it should be very serious to us. It should be a very serious thing to get our debt paid off. It should uh, be a priority to pay your debt off, be debt free, uh, and have cash flow in order to do the things that you want to do financially, right? I think that's very, very true. I also think there are people who don't have uh, big emergency funds and uh, not having the proper size emergency fund or an emergency fund at all can absolutely bite you in the butt. But like I said a moment ago, right, if emergencies don't occur, if you're lucky, right, and you go a long time without an emergency, then, um, you know, not having an emergency fund doesn't absolutely kill you, right? Even though it can, it can be a big deal, right? It doesn't have to be uh, in all cases, okay? But again, I would not roll the dice on that. We need emergency funds. We need to have emergency savings set aside. But I think when it comes to uh, our investing, right, I think when it comes to uh, putting money away for the future, if you are not doing it, you are actively stealing from your future self, okay? Period. I mean, this is period, okay? If you are not, as a millennial, investing for your future, you are actively stealing from your future self, right? And you may say, well, you know, Dylan, my, my parents didn't have to invest this much or my grandparents didn't have to invest this much or they didn't make this a priority. Well, your parents and grandparents lived in a different time, right? Your parents and grandparents lived in a time uh, and you can see it still uh, in them today that, you know, pensions were a much bigger part of the financial system. Um, you know, social security was seen as something that was going to be able to sustain them over a long period of time in retirement. It was seen as more of a retirement plan than it is now, right? You were seeing um, a lot of, you know, big lump sums being given as severance pay uh, back in the day, which there's still severance pay, but not in the way it used to be, um, you know, for all intents and purposes. But what they didn't have to do is what you have to do, right? Right. 
And with the cost of goods continuing to rise, right, and with there being basically no pensions and there being uh, far less uh, in the way of Social Security and Social Security is looking less and less reliable by the day, you have to invest for your future. You have to invest for retirement. You have to invest for the long term for yourself and your family, okay? And not doing so is at your own detriment, right? Not doing so, no, nobody is going to foot the bill later on, okay? Not doing so is literally going to put you uh, in one of two places. It's literally going to put you uh, in a place where you are living on debt, basically, just to maintain a lifestyle later on, or you are working forever, right? Uh, you're just you know having to work until you're you know in your 80s. And and trust me, there will be some individuals who uh, they end up having to work really really late into their life, uh, even more so in our generation because if you are not investing for your future i mean people are living longer than they used to we need the money right we need money to live on and not having it means you have to work right there is no alternative uh, otherwise you take out a bunch of debt or you just rely on the government and what the government gives you is not going to be sufficient to live out a a comfortable retirement right it's just not so the biggest mistake that we can make is not saving for retirement Okay, it's not saving for retirement. Saving for retirement is something that when you're in your 20s seems like a lifetime away. I understand, right? Uh, it seems very difficult to wrap your mind around the need to put away large amounts of money now for 40 years from now, right? I get that, okay? But again, not doing so is stealing from your future self, all right? We have to make the choice to sacrifice today. If we do not make the choice to sacrifice today, then we are going to have to sacrifice all the more later on uh, when we didn't do the work up front. We didn't do what we needed to do up front. And the problem with a lot of this is because compared to our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents and all these things, right, they weren't given this option, right? There was no big option uh, as to, uh, you know, you can save for retirement or not save for retirement, but that's up to you. Right? right, we're gonna leave that up to you. But that's what's been left to millennials is that, hey, it's up to you, go figure it out, right? And the fact that that is the case uh, means that we actually have to figure it out. We have to take responsibility for this. We're the first generation that, you know, from you know basically A to Z has to take responsibility for this for ourselves, right? And again, not doing so is going to be to our own peril. It's going to be, uh, you know, hurting us. It's not going to benefit anyone. Right. If anything, it's going to hurt society as well, because you're going to have to rely on uh, the government, which relies on societal taxes. Right. Uh, to pay for your living when you're older. Right. And that's not going to be a comfortable living. So I, I'll jump off of my soapbox for, for a moment. Right. Those are the reasons why uh, saving for retirement is so important. Right. But why are millennials not doing it? right? Far and away, we are just not saving enough for retirement, investing enough for retirement. Why are we not doing it? Well, uh, some of the root causes are the fact that we do have a lot of debt, right? And we have student loan debt, right? Student loan debt is keeping us from moving out of parents' houses. It's keeping us from buying our own home. It's keeping us um, from buying cars. It's keeping us from uh, doing all different types of things, saving money, and ultimately investing for retirement. And we do not have money uh, to invest for retirement because all of our money is going out of the door in debt payments, then that's a problem, right? So we have to clean up that mess first. That's why in the financial action plan, I tell you to do so, right? We have to clean up that mess first before we can get to really aggressively, actively investing, okay? But 
we do need to get to aggressively actively investing. That does need to be on our radar, right? If you don't have debt, right? If you're not deeply in debt, if you do have some savings, right? Then your money needs to basically be going towards three different places. And again, this is the financial balance that I've talked about many, many times on the show, right? You can either spend that money, right? You can give that money or you can invest that money. And you should be doing all three at all times in differing proportions based on where you're at uh, in the financial action plan. You should be doing all three. You should be giving, you should be spending, but you absolutely should be investing your money for your future and doing so in a large enough amount in order to make a difference in your future, in order to make a difference in your financial life, right? Because a lot of people, they want to invest and they they start investing, but they, they're investing such small amounts, it's not going to get you to where you need to be, okay? I understand and I'm a big proponent of starting small, right? Start very, very small uh, in your retirement savings. I'm okay with that, right? Start to get comfortable, but start putting money away because the multiplying effect of your money over a long period of time is astronomical. It's absolutely crazy how much one single dollar is going to grow uh, over a, let's say, 40-year period, right? So if I just look back 40 years ago, right? If I look back 40 years ago and I say, okay, uh, what if I would have just invested one dollar, right? One single dollar 40 years ago, okay? What's that dollar worth to me today? That dollar is worth to me, uh, just assuming a 10% rate of return, which the market has made more than that over the last 40 years, but not by a whole lot, but 10% rate of return, right? That one dollar 40 years later is worth $45.26, okay? So you're saying, oh, $1 to 45 26 big deal. Okay, but let's say we're not talking about a dollar. Let's say we're talking about you put away $500 a month in a, in a retirement account, right? Uh, that's what you're putting away every single month. That means in future value, you're putting away $22,629.63 40 years from now. Okay, so you see the importance of putting money away today because the multiplier effect on that money is huge. So for a 40-year period making 10% a year, right? That multiplier is 45 times, right? Your money is going to be worth 45 times as much as it is worth today, which is absolutely huge. So you see, you have to be taking advantage of the fact that you can uh, invest for retirement. You have time to invest for retirement, right? But again, millennials make the argument, I don't make enough money, right? I, I don't have enough money to do this. And they use debt as a scapegoat. And sometimes debt is the problem. Again, like I said, student loans can be a huge deal. You know, your car debt can be a big deal. Uh, your credit cards, all these different things can be big deals and keep you from investing, right? But I think even bigger than that is our unwillingness to actually track what we're doing. So like I said earlier, budgeting, though extremely important, I don't think it's our biggest mistake that we're not doing it right? But if we do not budget, then we don't know where our money's going. And if you don't know where your money's going, right, then you're going to be wondering where it went. So you have to make sure that you have a unique monthly budget that tells your money where to go. And that can also tell you where to invest and how much you can invest in different places. Because if you don't do that, you'll always feel like you don't have money. You always feel like you don't have enough to invest for the future. And that's not what we want. We want you to have enough. We want you to have uh, the money to invest. And many of you do. You just aren't willing to sacrifice enough. 
right? And I'm talking about sacrifice. I'm not talking about uh, living on nothing. I'm not talking about uh, you know being a bare bones budget, absolutely nothing going on in your life. That's not what I'm saying uh, in all cases when I'm talking about sacrifice. When I'm talking about sacrifice, I'm talking about the willingness to give up something today for something tomorrow. And the problem is that many of us young people are not willing to do that. We are an instant gratification society. We want uh, things now, right? We, we want everything now. That's why we have apps like DoorDash on our phone. That's why we use our credit cards the way that we do. That's why we're willing to go into debt because we want it now, okay? And it's fine to want things now, but to actually act on it and purchase things now that you cannot afford now can be absolutely problematic over a long period of time because you're going to rack up a lot of debt. You're going to rack up um, a lot of burden on your back. And ultimately, you're not going to be able to do the things that you need to do later on down the line, like investing for retirement. Now, somebody may ask me, well, Dylan, if you think investing for retirement is such a big problem, right? And it's our biggest mistake that we're not doing it, then why does it fall so deep into the financial action plan? It's a great question, right? So what do I tell you in the financial action plan? We talked about this uh, Friday of last week, right? I tell you to create a unique monthly budget, right? I tell you to uh, have one month worth of expenses in an emergency fund, a small emergency fund. Then I tell you to take the employer match. So that's investing if you have it available to you. If you have a 401k, 403b, other types of employer-sponsored retirement accounts that offer a match, take advantage of that match, just up to the match, no more, no less, right? And then move to paying off all consumer debt other than your mortgage, build up uh, a fully funded emergency fund of four to six months worth of household expenses. Then I tell you, invest at least 15% of your income for uh, your future, right? So that's your future, your kids' futures, right? Uh, That's retirement, that's your kids' college, that's all these different things, right? So why do I wait? Why do I wait so long until the sixth part of the financial action plan to tell you to invest aggressively? Well, the reason is, is that if you don't have those other things in line already, right? then it's going to be hard to invest aggressively. You're not going to have the money to invest aggressively. So all you millennials out there who are saying, I don't have the money. I can't do this. I can't invest 15% or more of my income. Yeah, you're right. You know why you can't do that? Because you have money going out of the door in debt payments. You have uh, no budget. You don't know where your money's going. You don't know where your money's come from. You, You might not know how much your spouse makes right? Uh, You're sitting there, you don't have an emergency fund. Emergencies are hitting you left and right. Things are occurring. You aren't paying for them in cash, right? There are all these problems that lead to you not having money. And then when you don't have money, then obviously, yes, you can't invest, right? So you have to clean up those things, build up your, what I call financial foundation. And then once you do that, then ultimately you can begin to invest aggressively, right? So those things, yes, can be sources of stress, and they can be sources of problem when it comes to investing. But the fact that we are not getting to investing and not getting to it in a serious way is a big problem, okay? If you're 25 years old, right? You're 25 years old, you want to retire a millionaire at age 65, and we're assuming you make 10% per year on your money, right? That's going to require that you put away $158 a month, which is not a ton, right? And for most people, is not 15% of their income, right? But let's say that you are 
35. You're not 25, right? You, you've waited longer uh, than you should have waited. And now you still want to retire at age 65. So you only have 30 years in order to make this all happen, right? You only have 30 years in order to invest in the way that you should. In order to get to a million dollars for you, you're going to have to invest $442.38 per month. Right, and that's again making a ten percent rate of return, which is uh, on the the heavier side of returns that you could get over a long period of time. But it's what has been uh, earned by the market over the past hundred years, fifty years, forty years, all those different time periods. Right, but then let's say you're forty, right, and you want to retire by sixty-five. Right, you want to retire at age sixty-five, so that's twenty-five years in the future, and you want to have just a million dollars again. A million dollars is not a ton when you have to live on it uh, for the next, you know. 20, 25, 30 years of your life after you retire, right? But just in order to get to a million dollars, you have to invest $753.67 per month in order to get to the million dollar number, right? So you see that the earlier you start, the bigger this is going to be for you, right? The earlier you start, uh, you are going to have to invest a lot less than somebody who waits later in order to get to the exact same point, right? If you wait until you're 40, right? $753 a month, right? Now, I'm not saying that everybody shouldn't be putting away $753 a month because I think that's fantastic. That's what, um, you know, should be happening for a lot of people, right? But what I'm getting at is to put away $753 a month to get to a million dollars by age 65 versus only putting away $158 a month if you are starting at age 25, right? That's a big, big difference. That's almost $600 a month difference, okay? Uh, which can really uh, strain your cash flow over a long period of time. And then you only end up in the exact same place as this other person, right? But regardless of where you're at, you need to clean up your financial life and get to the point where you can start aggressively investing and then doing so in a big way. If you are starting later, you may have to do a substantial amount more than 15% of your income. If you're starting really early, 15% of your income might be fantastic because starting at age 25, let's say you know you make, I don't know, $60,000 a year, right? If you make $60,000 a year, that's $9,000 a year uh, that is going into uh, your retirement accounts or you know whatever it is for your future, right? And that's going to end up being $750 a month. Now, if you invested $750 a month, made 10% over the next 40 years, right? So that's $750 a month, I said, uh, and you started with nothing, you would have 4.743 million dollars when you turn 65 years old. So you can see how starting early and putting away 15% of your income is absolutely huge. It can do a lot for you, right? But again, if we wait longer, right? If we wait and we say, okay, well, what about, you know, if I started at, you know, 35? Well, then the exact same amount invested, right? The exact same amount per month you'd be investing, but you're investing for 10 fewer years, right? Instead of 4.7 million, you would have $1.695 million. And then if you waited until age 40, you would be just shy of a million dollars uh, putting away that $750 a month, right? So you see, it's so huge to start early. It's so huge to get this going because if you can get this going, you can build up a substantial nest egg. And ultimately, at the minimum, what I want for you is to get into retirement and be able to live at least the same lifestyle that you're living uh, while you're working, right? Which by itself can be a difficult endeavor if you're just relying on uh, your nest egg to create retirement income for you, which again, many of us are going to have to do, right? So you have that in the first place, just trying to be at the baseline. But how many of us just want to live a baseline retirement, right? 
Not me, right? I want to enjoy retirement, go places, have fun, right? Do all the things you always wanted to do when you weren't having to work anymore, right? Travel, do all those things, right? Well, that's going to require a lot more money. That's going to require a lot more in the way of your nest egg. So that means that's going to require some more sacrifice today. But the good news is, the good news is, is that, like I said earlier, if you wanted uh, $22,000 later on, right, 40 years from now, you're age 25, right, and you want $22,000 in retirement to go on a trip or do something big and fun and with your family or whatever, right, just put away $500, just invest $500. That's what's going to get you to that point, right? So it's very easy. You can do the math, but as you wait, that math gets distorted because money grows on an exponential curve, right? And as long as you start late, your exponential curve is not going to get uh, to that point where it's going parabolic just yet, right? It's going to be still moving in a very slow pace upward uh, because I've talked about this many times. 10% of $1,000 uh, is just $100, right? But 10% of a million dollars is $100,000. So making the exact same return as somebody with a lot more money than you, they're going to make a lot more money than you. Right. And then they're going to continue to compound a lot more money uh, and continue to grow their money, quote unquote, faster because they're higher up on that uh, exponential graph that you look at when you're talking about the growth of money. But nonetheless, it's just a mistake. It's a mistake to say retirement doesn't matter. It's a mistake to say that, you know, I'll work until I die, because even if you try to, nobody is uh, guaranteed to be able to right? There's no guarantee that you won't be uh, disabled. There's no guarantee that you won't uh, have cancer or some illness and not be able to do that. There's no guarantee uh, that, you know, you need to move to where your parents are, be with your parents or take care of your parents full time as they age or, right? All these things, they're very sad. They're very unfortunate. They're downers, right? But to say that I'm going to work until I die is just not realistic. Okay, so you have to be realistic about your situation and understand that it is necessary. It's necessary to invest for your retirement. And to do so, uh, you really have to set a good financial foundation, right? Have all those other things done. Be budgeting, be out of debt, have an emergency fund set up, have all of those things, and then begin investing aggressively. And then keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. As you make more money, bump it up, bump it up, bump it up more and more and more and more as you make more and more money, right? Don't just rest on your laurels that you're putting away, you know, $300 a month or whatever, right? Increase it as you make more money, increase it as uh, you have less in the way of burdens around you. You don't have uh, certain expenses, well, invest that money. Or you come across a windfall of money, invest some of that money, right? But again, over the long term, right? The earlier you can start, the better. If you're 25, I want you to get on it. I want you to get to setting up your financial foundation in the correct way. No debt, emergency fund, budgeting, all those types of things. And then get to that point uh, where you can invest over a long period of time. And you will be so grateful that you did. Okay. I'm not just telling you this because I do it because I want people to just jump on a bandwagon with me. I'm doing it because it's mathematically true and it is going to be detrimental to us to not do this. Right. And that's for multiple reasons because we can't guarantee that we're going to inherit anything from our parents. Right. First of all, most millionaires don't inherit anything. And then those who do, uh, that doesn't make them millionaires in the first place. Right. Most millionaires are self-made millionaires. So if you want to get to that point, then you have to do it for yourself. You have to invest for yourself. Not to mention most people who inherit money blow it really, really quick. Right. So who's to say that, you know, maybe your grandparents have a lot of money and your parents inherit it. Who's to say that you're ever going to see any of that. 
right? Who's to say that you're ever going to get to touch that? We don't need to rely on other people for our retirement. That's what I want to get to as well. Last thing, don't rely on others to take care of you as you age or uh, as you're in retirement or just throughout your life, right? Do the things that you can, you know, the things that you can control. I tell you that all the time. Control the things that you can control in your financial life. Control those things and get to a place where you are self-sustainable in your financial life. You can take care of the things that you need to take care of. People don't have to give you money in retirement. People don't have to uh, do things for you in a very, you know, real way in retirement. Like, you know, if you do get sick or whatever, right, you can afford the care that you need. You can do the things uh, that you need to do, right? I just want to be in a place where I am financially free. And I hope you want to be there too. I want to have options, right? I want to have options. And the only way that you can have options financially is by having money, right? And if you do not have money, then you have far fewer options, right? If you have a ton of money, you can choose a bunch of different houses to live in. You can choose a bunch of different cars to drive. You can choose a bunch of different places to live, a bunch of different vacations to go on. You can um, you know, choose a bunch of different things to buy that you want, right? You have all those options. But without money, you, you really shrink your opportunity set, right? So if nothing else, it's not just to live an extravagant life that we need to do this, but it's that we need to increase our opportunity set. And the only way you can do that is by investing into yourself in your retirement, in uh, your investment accounts over a long period of time and building up a nest egg that will sustain you. I promise you it's worth it, but you need to take it seriously because this is the biggest mistake that millennials are making right now, not investing for their future, for their retirement. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual watching or listening to the show on a day-to-day basis. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.